Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Terry Short, who is a human potential developer, author, speaker, and CEO of Thriving Leader Collaborative. Terry, how you doing? I'm doing great. That was a mouthful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun. Great. All right. Well, I had a jungle gym approach to my career. So here, 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 there was no like ladder deal for me. And I had a hospitality career, Four Seasons Hotel, um, for quite some time. Then I did my own business for 15 years. And lo and behold, in the middle of my own business, I jumped into healthcare and I ended up in some corporate roles. And I was very felt very called to do that. You know, it ends up, Tim, that I was using my skills to pamper the rich and famous. And now I was using my skills to help the most vulnerable, you know, and people um, that were seeking care. So yeah, so I did that. And then in 2019, I returned back to my own business. So I, um, I published my book, which you mentioned in 2020, you know, like that was a productive year for most people. Right, 2020 COVID, might as well write a book, right? So yeah, Um, and what I like to do, so I hike, hike, and more hike. And this year, my son is going to endeavor to hike or guide me up the Grand Teton in in Grand Teton National Park in the, um, it's a mountain range in Wyoming. So there we go. So that's my, that's going to be my big hike this year. Okay, so real quick on your work history, it was hospitality to own business. And what was that year? Health. health? And then healthcare. Um, what year did I do all that? Yeah, what year? What were the years for healthcare? Um, healthcare, I started in 2010 and I went pretty much to 2020. Gotcha. Gotcha. And now back to your own business. That, yep, back to my own business. And so has I it had... been the same business both times? It has. Yeah, it, it's excellent question. It has. But it's been very different. So I was doing consulting and coaching specifically in very, very high-end um, resorts. So sort of the top resorts in the country. And um, like I said, I was seriously catering to the rich and famous. And that was my niche, right? And then I went into healthcare. And now, now I coach clients in Fortune 500 companies and not with any specific um you know, not healthcare. I have a lot of technology, some fintech. Um, yeah, so it's kind of across the board leaders. So that's my when I say human potential developer, it's what it, that's what gets me up in the morning is to help people, help bring out the best in people. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm very similar. I have this phrase. I love selling people on themselves because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A lot of times we just need to uh, kind of believe in ourselves because the action steps to actually get to where we want to go are as simple, if not more simple than what we're already doing. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a, if you believe in yourself and you can get past the fear and kind of the limiting beliefs, yep. you're capable of the action very much so. 
Exactly. And the opposite is true too. When you believe you can't do something, when you say, well, I can't do that, you're right. Yep. 100% of the time, you're right. <laughs> right? Yep. Good old Henry Ford. I yeah. think is the quote. Yeah. yeah, I love that quote. It's actually yeah. in my email signature. <laughs> is it really? Oh, yeah. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, cool. I really like it. Um, well, awesome. Let's go ahead and jump into your motivation. Tell us about what gets you up and keeps you going every day. I guess you've kind of touched on the human development aspect, but if you want to elaborate. Yeah, so I, I like to say bringing out the brilliance of others, right? Like, so like you're saying, it's there. Everybody has this latent greatness, right? And some people come to it early on and some, you know, later, but it's there all the time. And, and so when you say, um, how did you say it? Since selling people I, on themselves, selling people on themselves, I say it's a, a, unlike SOS, you know, like, which means help, but I say sense of self mm-hmm. to help somebody realize their sense of self. And, and so how I do that, and this is what my book is about is I, I kind of fancy myself a communication expert, right? So I'm um, in hospitality and then in healthcare, my focus was, I was focused, might, might not have been what I was paid to focus on, but my focus was in how people communicated. And there's a quote by a guy named Tom Kenyon that we are creating the world by how we speak to each other. And I very much believe that in hospitality, I'd, I'd hear, you know, people were paying like thousands and thousands of dollars um, for stays. And, and I'd hear the staff say things to people. <laughs> Why did you say that? You know, and then same thing in healthcare, where I I'd hear staff members say something to patients that made them more anxious than they already were. And so what really gets me motivated is helping people see that. And to your point earlier, it could be a self-limiting belief. So I like to say like, well, like I'm honored to be on your podcast today. Everybody's has their personal podcast. There's earbuds in 24 seven and they're listening to that commentary. And so if I can help with that commentary, help them turn it around and elevate their sense, sense of self, that's what, that's what motivates me. I love that. I love that. So a lot of people listening to this podcast, whether that be now or in 2052, are going to have trouble with that commentary because I think we all kind of hit that burden and it's early in the self-improvement journey that you realize this is about to, you're about to enter war with your negative thoughts and so tell us about some of the first steps you have people take or some of the first suggestions you give people when it comes to dealing with that really negative part of their mindset. So I feel like there are three parts to it. And it's oddly enough, I just ended a coaching call and I had the same conversation. It doesn't happen every day like that, but we, it was appropriate to go there. So there are three parts to the, to the personal podcast um, narrative. One is what triggers it. So what happens to trigger that negative thought in the first place? So learning what those triggers are so that you can anticipate that this, when this happens, that's what causes me to think this negative thought. So that's step one. Then you're in the negative thought, right? So even if you recognize the trigger, it's still triggered. You're in the negative thought. Um, I believe very, very strongly in asking this question, what purpose does this serve? So like the thought happens and I go, and I'm like doing that spiral down, right? And I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And I stop myself to say, what purpose does this serve? And like, 99.9% of the time, the answer is like none, right? No. There's no purpose, right? So that a lot of times that's where people stop. And I contend that 
you need to close the loop. So if that, if this narrative is playing, and oh, by the way, on that podcast, you're the director, producer, narrator, host, you get to make all those decisions, right? So instead of just stopping, you're not going to like just turn off the podcast. It's more appropriate to replace it. So if I've just told myself something negative, I don't, I've never done that before. I probably won't be very good at it. It's not my strong suit, you know, some sort of negative something, something. I want to be prepared with that replacement phrase. So when I was younger, my replacement phrase was, of course I can. Sort of, yeah, to myself, to anybody who suggested otherwise, (laughs) right? Yeah. No, I love that. I love that a lot. I think it's... um... Super important to realize that you kind of have that control as mm-hmm. opposed to just identifying with any thought that comes into your mind because that'll right. mess you up. Yeah. <laughs> that'll really mess you up. Right. And, and the, the reality is, is nine times out of 10, somebody else put that thought there or society put that thought there or your fourth grade teacher put that thought there, right? Or your college professor. And so they're it's your choice to allow it to remain, like to allow it to remain and therefore believe it. And so that's why I asked what purpose does this serve? And if it serves no purpose, it doesn't align with my values for me to believe this, I'm gonna give it up, out, out, out you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, so first step is like, uh, identify the trigger. Mm-hmm. Second step is what purpose does this serve? That's right. And then third step is replace uh, it, replace, replace it. it with the positive commentary. And right? so do you, do you suggest people have kind of a, a list of top 10 positive thoughts that they like to be their kind of default or just look for something you're grateful for in that moment? Like, what do you suggest for the replacing? It, 10 might be a little long for the list. I think that I'd, I'd get a go-to phrase or maybe two. And, and so the, what I, what I, um, coach a lot is those specific word choices. So to get more specific, um, you could just go generally like, of course I can, or I I am capable or some replacement phrase, but also to watch for the words that show up. So for example, words that are limiting and minimizing, right? One would be like just, well, I could do that, but I'm just, you know, the the slower level person or whatever. And it, you know what it makes me think of is, um, you've, if you know that um, Henry Ford quote, you probably know this too, but when um, President uh, Kennedy went to NASA for the first time and he wanted to see with a the plan for putting a man on the moon and he had to go through all the back corridors and stairways and such for security reasons. And he happens upon this one stairwell and there's this um, gentleman sweeping the floor you know, with his big push broom. And uh, he says, so, um, hello, sir. You know, what is it that you do? And he says, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. Yep. Right. He didn't say I'm just the janitor. Yeah. Right. So we, we choose that just word as a minimizer of either who we are or even what we do. I just want to share an update on our uh, results for this quarter. Well, okay. Why did I need to minimize that? So, so part of that, commentary in your head too, is to tease out some exact words that might be minimizing or limiting. I love that a lot. I have um, recently been kind of, I think Bob Proctor calls it this, or maybe I called it this because he called it something else, but like your life essence statement is what I've been calling it. And he has this phrase where he's like, talk about your goals as if you already have them and say, Mm -hmm. I'm so happy and grateful that 
and then present tense your goal. So like, I'm so happy and grateful that I have a wonderful marriage and love seeing my wife every day or something like that. Yeah. And while I was writing that, I was um, realizing that it was a very hard to, for me to speak about my goals as if I already had them, like just writing it out in the present tense. I was like, man, my words are like, uh, I always thought about my goals as something that like I'm on the way towards. And I've noticed that in my life as of like, I'm on the way towards my goal. And it's like, A, messes with my contentment in life of just being a mm, content, satisfied, but hungry person. Like it's more just hungry, not content. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it has messed with that, but also just um, like the words like just or one day or soon you know it's like I'm always getting to the point where and I never am yeah and it's just it really so it was a good thought exercise for me yeah it's clarity it's having that clarity right and it keep kind of peeling it back and until you get to the essence and I love that yeah I think that that's really key because you don't say like I'm going to love my wife <laughs> like yeah. in my relationship you're like you're in it right so be in it be in it professionally as well yeah 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 absolutely well awesome now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals tell us about your vision for the rest of your life and your company well so my essence statement is i ignite the joy of leadership so i feel strongly that throughout my career i've seen so many people that um seemingly don't find the joy in leading themselves or others and so that feeds into my help for the sense of self and you know it all kind of goes together and and so finding the joy in leading oneself um is like step number one and then that leads to finding the joy in leading others and so i endeavor to influence a hundred thousand people to find the joy in leading themselves and others and this year myself and the team embarked on retreats um so we've done like that more intimate transformation that happens. Um, but we're also now um, having a corporate offering. You know, I wrote the book. I, so these are my touch points. Um, I have online courses, you know, so these ways in which I will have that influence. And then you're too young for this, but way back in the day, like probably, I don't even know, I was like a teenager. There was this commercial where the gal was, it was about like shampoo or something. And it said like, and she told two people and she told two people and all these people went on the screen, like, like a mirror thing, you know, and I think Mike Myers or somebody did it. I have to Google it, did a YouTube thing on it. And, and so it, and it keeps repeating itself. So the hundred thousand people then have that influence that spreads so that that elevation of sense of self happens when, um, yeah, when I reach that many people. So that's my audacious goal. I love that. I love that. So influence a hundred thousand people to ignite the joy of leading oneself and others. And, um, igniting that joy to such an extent that they share it with right. people and, yeah. and continues yeah. to grow like a virus, a good virus. Right. That's <laughs> a healthy virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it's contagious anyway. We'll go that far. Yes. That it becomes contagious. Yeah. <laughs> there That's we go. Well, awesome. I love it. So both igniting the joy of leadership for yourself and continuing to do that. And then for 100,000 people, are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Well, I want to hike Machu Picchu, but is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that definitely counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so I've, um, 
Yeah, I like to hike. And I, I just feel like, I mean, I've run marathons and I can't say I've found as much joy in running as I do hiking and I could just hike forever. And so now I'm um, more intent on going up. So while I still can, it's not the up that's a problem, it's the down. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I want to hike Machu Picchu. So that's a goal. That's a big goal. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Is that like a, I know it's a famous place. I didn't know it was a famous hike. Can be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. You can like go right to it and like go up or whatever. But what I mean is like coming up the backside of it. It's a, I think it's a couple of day hike, which is an interesting thing. I've given up the whole big backpack thing. And um, in 2020, we were in New Zealand, like for all of 2020. <laughs> and I, uh, there are some famous hikes there and you do them, you stay in huts like for three nights. And I've done one of them where I stayed in the hut, hut, hut three nights with our, our kids and such. But we did the second one without the backpack and staying in the huts. So it was like 21 miles, but we did it in a day. And that's my latest thing, like 20 some miles. Like that's what the um, Grand Teton hike is if we stay at the, in the valley level, valley floor. And, you know, if you can run a marathon, then you can hike that many miles. That's my theory. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, those are my goals. Just like keep hiking. There we go. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step toward your dreams of, and goals of reaching a hundred thousand people and hiking Machu Picchu. Who would they be and how would they help you out? Yeah, I don't know about the hiking. I have to think about that. But um, I want to meet Deepak Chopra. So if some listener um, has a contact there, like help me make it happen for Pete's sakes. Yeah. So Deepak Chopra, and I'm going to go, I have a kind of a long list, but if I bubbled them to the top, I would maybe say Adrienne Huffington. You know, she has an organization um, called Thrive now, and I very much align with her messaging. But Brene Brown is on there too. Uh, Trevor Noah is on there because I like his messaging and he's just, he's on it. Yeah. So anyway, and any one of those people would be um, beneficial for getting my message out. I love it. I love it. Um, it's funny. Thrive was actually one of the first things that put me on to self-improvement. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I read a lot of books after that, but Thrive, the articles that they would post on LinkedIn when I was a freshman in college, not mm -hmm. too long ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, would, I would read their articles and I'd be like, man, this stuff is amazing. It'd be like simple stuff, like sleep, like literally just yeah. take care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and That's right. That's right. I'd be like, I should do that. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, oh, good idea. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the all-nighters are overrated. They are. They yeah. Really are. I used yeah. to not say that, but now I'm like, yeah, it's good to sleep. It is good to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so that's the issue is that like that when I talk about finding the joy and leading self and others, it's that thing, like put your own oxygen mask on before you help others. Right. So a leader can't be in the business of ensuring well-being of the team if they're not acknowledging it for themselves Excellent. right so if you're not in a place where you're thriving then the odds are against <laughs> the fact that you're leading your team to thrive as well 
Exactly. Both because you haven't taken care of yourself, so you're not operating at your best, but I also feel like it messes with your ability to have compassion. Like I treat myself roughly and people don't like to be treated roughly. And so when I'm doing stuff, I'm like, wait, why haven't you continued to do this? Like, why didn't you um, push yourself a little more? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And I can't understand, but it's like, no, you're, you're off. Like they're not off. You're off. (laughs) Yeah. Something's wrong with this picture and it's you. Yeah. 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 And there's a third piece to that, I think, is that um, you're not modeling it. Like you're not, if you're not modeling, if you're sending emails at 11 o'clock at night, I'm totally guilty of that sometimes. But if you're not um, modeling like the right sort of self-care and boundaries and well-being practices, then, and you're not asking about them. If you're not, if you reported to me and and we had one-on-ones periodically, and I never asked you, anything about like something related to your well-being or what helps you and I, I'm not engaging in a conversation, then I'm indicating to you that A, I don't care. I don't B, it's not a priority, right? And so we're not, we're not, we're not um interacting at that level, which isn't healthy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And then people say, oh, why are we having this great resignation? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> After all this stress and all this craziness that's gone on, when leaders haven't decided that, you know, or stepped up to engage at that level, then, I mean, it shouldn't be so much of a head scratcher. (laughs) I don't think. I completely agree. I completely agree. Well, awesome. Our next question is, what's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do? So Sally at the grocery store to help you accomplish your highest priority dreams. Sally can choose her words well. So for her personal podcast, as well as with those that she interacts with, right? So it's the same question when I'm about to speak to you, I want to assess what purpose does this serve, right? So same thing I was asking with the internal dialogue, what purpose does this serve? Is what I'm about to say aligned with my values? What is my intention in saying this to you? And we make this world a better place when we, I like to say, practice the pause, <laughs> practice the pause and, and then make that connection. So Tim, I talk really fast. So that whole connection has to happen in a nanosecond, right? Yep. And so what, what I'm talking about is what's in my heart and what's in my head. And do I ensure that as those, those two different things align for what comes out of my mouth? And so often it's one or the other. I got this business thing in my head and I just thought, but I just pulled it out, right? Without considering what might be in my heart in consideration of the other person or what have you. Or I'm all like uh, emotions on my sleeve and I just pour out what's in my heart without consideration for the business prospect or whatever. So it's a, it's a matter of aligning the heart and the head and then that intention comes out. Yeah. As it so that's what that's what Sally and everybody else needs to do. Pay more attention to that. There we go. There we go. I love it. And now we're in our thriving three. So first question, favorite book, movie or podcast? Pick one. I'm going to go with book. Um, I don't know. I've t- this is probably their favorite because I've told more people to read this book than any other book. And it's really going to be like, odd. no one's said this book on your show, I'm sure. So it's called The Braiding Sweetgrass and it's by Robin Wall Kimmerer. So Robin Wall Kimmerer is a native woman, a mother, a biologist. 
Um, she's just brilliant. And the book gives us hope because it's, um, she weaves all those things together. It's nonfiction. She weaves all those things together nicely and helps you understand the resilience of nature and ties that to the resilience of humans, you know, and um, generally speaking, I just think it's a really important book. And in the end, as much as I'm, you know, I'm in near some of the flood areas right now um, in the Montana, Idaho, Wyoming area. And um, as much as we know that, um, global warming and, you know, climate change is an issue, um, this seems hopeful. You know, it seems hopeful that there is resilience. And as long as we choose to be a part of it, then um, it's all good. Yeah. Ish. Ish. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I like that yeah. a lot, actually. And it's, there's like kind of a whole section of kind of success, self-improvement literature that talks a lot about us being made up of the same stuff as the universe. And then you can get woo-woo into the law of attraction, which honestly isn't that woo-woo. It's kind of just the facts when you think about it, but we don't have to go there. <laughs> um, it's just really cool to think about nature has these laws and it's resilient and I'm made up of the same stuff. So I have access to um, the good parts of those laws and also you don't have to judge it as bad, but we're all going to die, you know, and That's right. go into the earth, you know? And so it's like, they're the laws of nature apply to us. Yeah. And there's some peace in that. I mean, once you, once you understand that there's some peace in that. So a couple of years ago, I started meditating every day and that's what helps me get to that place where I'm like, okay with, and I'm not simply okay with it, but I'm, I'm thrilled <laughs> to yeah. be a part of this, the fabric of this universe, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all good. Well, cool. What is one way you like to take care of yourself? Well, there's that daily meditation. That would be that answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And and also to be in nature. I mean, I'm I'm looking out the window right now, and it's like the river and the trees are calling me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And what is one action step? that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Deepak Chopra? Well, I think continue to share resources is my is what I would continue to do. So that's my presence on Instagram or Thriving Leader Collaborative's presence on Instagram and LinkedIn and such. So share, share, share resources. And I believe wholeheartedly that that will love attraction, that will attract the people, the 100,000 people and be attracted to um, the mission that I'm on. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. I think, um, you know, you put it out there, it's coming back around. Um, right, yeah. It's really cool, really, really cool. And in like a, it's not even, like some people would say that's karma and some people don't believe in karma and it's not even fully in a karma way. Like when you take the time to like love somebody, you experience love inside you. It is yeah. like, oh, it's just awesome. <laughs> it is. No, it really is. You know, I'll tell you, I had, um, I told you about the retreat. So our first retreat was in March and, um, you know, where I hadn't done this, I've done like corporate retreats, like a whole different thing. This was like in a retreat center, like kind of a Zen type retreat center in the Santa Cruz mountains and such. And, and as much as like the whole team practice and we had everything that we were going to do it, we didn't know really how it would land. 
or you made me think of this when you said the woo-woo, like how woo-woo people might think some of the things are, because we were speaking to them about the six pillars of well-being and the six personas of a thriving leader, and the more that there's an overlap. So pillars of well-being being like presence and movement and energetic hygiene and you know things like that that can lean towards the woo-woo, right? And then and we have these, you know, business people coming corporate leaders, and then the six personas of a thriving leader, the more that those things overlap, that's where the joy is. That's where one is thriving. And so so if I feel strongly that if I meditate and I keep myself in a place of this is what I'm capable of offering, that the people who need and desire that message will, will come. And they did. And so that's what happened. So like we get, like we had these people and they were like, every single one of them was just like flat out perfect and had the experience that I, I feel like I dreamt up, yeah. right. That I was imagining that this is what we would be able, that this is what the transformation would be. And it was. There we go. There so, we go. Well, that's why you ask goal setting questions, I think. Right. Yeah, no, it's absolutely why I think the, mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill talks a lot about the clearer the vision in your head, the more it's going to come to fruition. Because, sure. I mean, I <laughs> this is what I mean with the law of attraction. Like, we literally think of stuff every day and then it happens. But we just stay thinking in our routine. So our routine continues to happen. And we don't realize that it's like we're applying the law of attraction right then and there. That's right. And we're, we're so busy doing what we're doing. We're kind of um, masking the, um, the signs and, the, and what we're seeing. Right. So it, like we talk a lot about intuition, like how what are what's intuition mean to the individual? And then how does it show up in your work life? And it's there all the time We're as humans, we're super capable of having intuitive thoughts and 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 making things happen based on like intuit intuition is like the lack of you something you know but there's not like hard evidence there's not like this fact right but you know it but oftentimes we hesitate to act on that because we don't have the hard evidence and then when we do when we choose to we're like oh, oh of course that was right yeah right? yeah because all along we knew that it was it's just sometimes we are, we're our own worst enemy like we just go like this and don't allow ourselves to see clearly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, now we're going to jump into our final series of questions. So this used to just be one question, but I've kind of broken it up to a couple of questions now, and they all require a bit of pretext. So stick with me here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not being willing to accept help and not being willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that causes that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? Hmm. I agree that it will be one of those two things. So it's a, it's something causes a pivot point, right? So you can have here, here's a good thing for people to do, like do a timeline of your life and think about either a ridiculously negative thing that happened or a ridiculously positive thing that happened that you want to start. Maybe you were 10, whatever, all the way till today, and then plot those 
those highs, those fabulous things below above the line and below the line, those horrible, don't want to do that again things. And then the things that go on the line are those pivot points. And as you go on from whatever that timeline was, there's probably a pivot point that had some there some highs happen, some lows happen, or maybe just all lows happen. And then you got to that pivot point, which is when that change yeah. occurred. Yeah. I like that visual. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm all about the hands. People are just listening, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> to <a mic. laughs> it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on YouTube. You guys can okay. check out her hand gestures there. Yeah. Well, awesome. Our next question is given the same amount of extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? Mm, excellent question. Lack of belief in themselves. So they're, you know, to have a good sense of self, you need a certain amount of confidence and the confidence is built over the time of the positive things. And so if enough of the positive things have never, if not enough positive things have ever happened, then you just can't get over that hump to say, um, I can, I'm capable. And so to make the pivot, right. Or it takes longer to make the pivot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that lack of belief. Uh, most things come down to mindset. Yes, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Awesome. Our next question is some people need a small amount of desperation or inspiration to change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. We just kind of touched on that with the belief thing. Uh, what do you think establishes that breaking point or that threshold and can it be influenced? Hmm. Again, excellent question. Yes, I believe it can be influenced. And well, if your own personal podcast could influence it, right? Um, I believe that uh, it's individualized. So like I, and it's tied back to what I said before is that if you have had a lot of highs, then it probably requires very little to, to do that reflection and to make that change. But if you've had a deficit of highs and you, you plotted that whole thing and you got like all this stuff under the line that's occurred to you, it's just probably harder. I'm just, I believe that. I believe that the, the hurdle is harder. And so it takes more time, more of a struggle can be influenced. That's why people have coaches, right? That's why people call you to get to that. Like, where do I go now? And why am I hitting up this against this wall? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And our last question. Now, for this question, I want you to visualize a person. And I want you to visualize a person that has a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. It can either be a person in your life or it can just be, you know, that kind of character. And kind of hold them firm for a second. Keep them in mind as I ask this question. So in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the laws are make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. With that context in mind, how can we create an environment for that person who's in your head right now that really has that fixed mindset that makes it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying for them to make the choice that will change their life? Hmm. I think I chose a really hard person. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent my lifetime trying to get those four things in order for this person. <laughs> so I, I shouldn't have shot so high. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I have to think about this. Um, 
Yeah, I at some point, some individuals simply aren't going to go there. So they've like have this personal podcast that's been working for them for X amount of time. And no matter how attractive, how beneficial one paints something, they're still going to direct that podcast the way that they do. So um, it's an interesting thing, Tim, for me to respond to because I believe everybody's capable of changing. Oh, yeah. And then I think to myself, all right, maybe I'm going to have to go with most everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, and it's a reflection of age too. I think that there is something to be said about people getting set in their ways, Yeah. you know, and harder to make that pivot. And so the really joyful thing for me is that you're the age that you are and you get it. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is really exciting. And the reason I asked this question, actually, is because I have really, really um, huge goals of increasing wealth across the world such that the minimum standard of living is middle class America. So yeah. I really, really want that to happen. And I know that as I've learned about entrepreneurship, a lot of what goes on in the world is less of a money exchange and more of a value exchange. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of people who simply don't understand the value exchange and aren't exchanging value, aren't putting themselves in positions to exchange value around the right people. There's a whole bunch of it. Some just aren't given the opportunity. Some just have mental health issues, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the one thing I haven't been able to solve logistically is people changing. (laughs) And I'm like, Like yeah. for, for this whole system to work, like we honestly have enough money, we have enough resources, but you have to be willing to like wake up and do certain things every day, like live your life every day. And um, if you choose not to, it's going to be hard. Like we can't live your life for you. We can't change okay. you for you. Okay. And so, yeah. but what we can do is create an environment such that it's easier for them to make the good decisions for them than the bad decisions. I yeah, firmly believe true. we can do that. Yeah, I agree. And that gets us to like Simon Sinek. They, un- they need to understand the why, like what's the benefit, right? And what's the big why that would um, cause the, or influence the change. And yeah, and I love atomic habits. I mean, that, that framework is really super helpful. I will say that what you hit on at the very end there was that sometimes there are mental health issues that prevent that. And, and that's a whole nother need. That's a whole nother need that hopefully somebody has an audacious goal about yes. is solving the mental health issues, right? Because that's what it takes. All of us having our, our visions and our goals and they're marching fast and furious towards the greater good and you know what, what everybody, what everybody's contributing. And so that's how we get there collectively. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the goal to get a billion people on board. So hopefully one of those billion will have um, a real passion and desire to just run after helping people who have mental health issues. I'm sure, I'm sure they will, because there are a lot of people out there who already have it. So, yeah. um, Awesome. Well, Terry, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, when we sign off, I'll tell you some more people to bring on. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, on that note, Terry, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's been a pleasure. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Terry had to say, make sure to go check her out. Her website will be in the show notes as well as her email address. What 
would be the reason somebody would contact you other than a personal relationship with Deepak Chopra? <laughs> well, first of all, the email, let's just be clear that my, I, oh, you will, when you put it in there, how you spell my name, it's kind of different. It's not as easy as Tim. Um, they contact me just to, just to connect like that. That's like, when I said, when you asked me the question about an action step is keep sharing resources, keep meeting people, keep connecting. Like that's go. how we make, that's how the world goes around. So let's connect. There we go. So if you liked what she had to say, go ahead and connect with her, go to her website, check it out. As we always ask, shoot this podcast to one to three people, you know, need to hear this message. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.